fresh off the heels of the Eagles losing 33 to 26 against the Cardinals. What's going on, everybody? It's Sacred Eagle coming at you with another episode of the Sacred Eagle podcast. Today we're doing a little breakdown, reaction, post-game, Eagles, Cardinals. Eagles didn't win it. They came close, very, very close. But there it's more than just the game at this point. We are 4-9-1. We're in last place. Playoffs very much out of reach at this point, in my personal opinion. It's going to be very tough for the Eagles to manage and make it happen. They would have to win out and hope that other teams lose the next two weeks. Tough, tough, but we got to talk about Carson Wentz. We got to talk about Jalen motherfucking Hurts, okay? Jalen Hurts, and I said it in my video at this very moment in time of recording this podcast, it's being uploaded. It is uploaded officially, and... Jalen Hurts is my quarterback. I, I for one, am believing in Jalen Hurts, and I'm getting I'm getting a lot of um, getting a lot of conflicted feelings about Doug Peterson because I personally don't think that Doug Peterson needs to go as a head coach as a play caller though. Fuck yeah, okay. There are a lot of play calls today that I just did not understand. There are a lot of play calls that made me question everything about him and his football knowledge. But, of course, he got bailed out by Jalen Hurts and the offense who came today ready to play. Defense tried so hard. They played their asses off. wasn't enough. Cardinals were on another level today. D-Hop is crazy. Kyler Murray can sling it. He was doing really good. A lot of injuries to to uh, to get over and to to deal with, and we lost our punter today, Cameron Johnston. So that meant that we had no uh, kick ho- uh, a holder for the kicks or for PATs and field goals, and we also had no punter. Jake Elliott actually made a really good punt, and then on a uh, on a PAT when we were uh, twenty six to twenty six in the third quarter, um, the and it wasn't even Zach Ernst's fault. He was the placeholder for the ball. Uh, in relief of, of Johnston, but uh, Rick Lovato actually snapped very low, and I got a comment telling me that Doug should have um, he should have gone for two. I don't believe on that one alone. I, I think that Doug made a mistake when they scored the the third touchdown. He shouldn't have gone for two after the the penalty was called. I think especially after the PAT, which was good, don't take points off the board. I, I don't agree with doing that 100%, but even without Cameron Johnston, even losing him, Zachary, it's not that difficult to hold a ball in place. That snap was just not easy to handle. It was very low, and it rolled up on him, and he couldn't he couldn't react in time, and they couldn't take the lead. Not like that That was indicative of them winning or losing the game because at that point it was a tie game, and the Cardinals still hadn't scored a point in the third quarter. They didn't score a point at all. They scored one touchdown in the fourth, and that was it. The second half, the Cardinals were very quiet. Uh, the Eagles' defense in the first half was rough, Second half, they did a lot better. Um, but I truly feel that Doug Peterson, as a uh, as an offensive strategist and as a coach, he can stay. But I don't think that he's well fit to be a play caller because there are moments in time where he's making really good play calls and decisions. And there are other times where he just goes off the rails and just gets too full of himself, makes a really dumb decision, and it costs us. And we're down like second to 25. That happened twice in this game. One of those times we managed to work out and uh, score a touchdown on that drive. The other time, not so much. But regardless, I, I'm i on the, the Jalen Hurts uh, bandwagon right now. And and the reason being is because today 
against a very decent team in uh, Arizona. He he put on a show. The stat line might not show it as far as completions and uh, pass attempts. He went uh, 20, what, 24 of 44 for 338 yards and three touchdowns. Not the greatest uh, completion uh, to pass attempt ratio there, but his uh, quarterback rating was well above 100, 102.3. Um, three touchdowns passing and one rushing. And the rushing touchdown showed just how much of a player and just how good of a player he was and how much of a leader he is. The way that he, he did not go down on that rushing touchdown. He wanted nothing but a touchdown on that play. And he was going up against Buda Baker, who met him with a lot of force and he kept bulldozing his way towards the end zone and dove in, got it done. Greg Ward Jr., two touchdowns today. Um, and, of course, Quez Watkins had his very first on his very second catch. Props to him uh, for that one, a good catch and run on a wide receiver screen. We actually saw a couple of screens that actually were executed very well, and it, it, it was for the first time today I saw a lot of plays that I used to see with you know 2017, 2018, uh, and late 2019 Carson actually, you know, work and be executed very well. I will also say this, Boston Scott cannot be returning kicks anymore. You know, Boston Scott can't return kicks anymore because he does not, he cannot pick a lane and just stick with it. Miles Sanders today as well was doing a lot more dancing than just running up the middle. The second half, he didn't get that many carries. He only got like five or six and it looked a little bit better, but he did not have one of his better games today. Only 64 yards and 17 carries. Uh, Jalen Hurts had 11 carries for 63. Um, they both did decently enough. And, again, like, I I predicted a win. I wasn't expecting a win, but I wasn't expecting the Eagles to play as great as they did. They played a really good game today. A lot better than I really had expected them to. Like, especially with the way the first quarter – uh, went I I was just beyond shocked that the Eagles managed to you know mount the comeback a 20 point second quarter of course they only scored one touchdown after that but it's not like they needed to score that much the second half of the game was boring the first half of the game it was the first quarter all Cardinals second quarter majority Eagles a little bit of Cardinals third quarter all Eagles uh, fourth quarter all Cardinals but it was very dramatic it was very like there was a lot of hand fighting it was just a really aggressive uh just in your face type of game i mean it was a fun one to watch really entertaining like i i wasn't like on the edge of my seat like freaking out over whether or not we'd win or lose but i was i was on the edge of my seat just sitting there just like studying everything i was just taking it all in i'm watching i'm observing i'm i'm reading everything trying to see What's going to happen? Trying to predict what would happen. I predicted the interception in my mind, the Kyler Murray interception in the ends, and I was like, this looks very familiar to me. I think he's going to throw it, if not up the middle towards the left, and it's going to get picked off, tipped and picked or something. And it got intercepted, and I was just like, wow. And, and again, Marcus Epps, uh, I forget his name, number 39, the rookie. He, the, like, the, the whole, okay, everybody that stepped in uh, in relief of the injured secondary players, I mean, they didn't play amazing, obviously. I mean, Kyler Murray threw for a career-high 406, uh, but they played with a lot of heart, and they tried their asses off. And that's all you can ask for. That's really just all that you can want out of the Eagles and where they were. I mean, again, backs are against the wall. You're at a, you're in a position. You're in a tough spot. 
sure they're coming off a win against the uh, the Saints, but the Cardinals are a different breed. They're not as good as the Saints. Like on paper, they're not going to be. They're not the most complete team. Like the Saints look like more of a like a complete, mature, overall, well-rounded team. They just lost to the, the Chiefs. Um, but I mean, who hasn't lost to the Chiefs? Am I right? The Cardinals are very young and they are very energetic, and you can see it on the field. They move with a lot of like they just move so fast. They got so many quick guys on the field, a lot of tough guys, not easy to bring down. I mean, I was just happy to see Kyler Murray get sacked a couple of times and get strip sacked as well. And just, I mean, the first drive uh, that the that the Cardinals had, I was just shocked. It was going really well for them, and then DeAndre Hopkins on his very first touch fumbled the football, and I was like, wow. That's how this game's gonna start out, and then we got then then Jalen Hurts on a, an impossible play. Okay, if it, if it were Carson Wentz on that safety that uh, Jalen Hurts threw the intentional grounding pass on, he would have gotten strip sacked, fumbled, and just let a touchdown happen at that point because we've seen Carson Wentz allow the other team to sack him in the end zone instead of throwing the ball away. Because on the on the one play that we're talking about where he got sacked for a safety, throw that ball away, and I mean not even throw it away. You have people open. That's another that, – that's the thing. When it comes to Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz, like, I just find it. Watching Jalen Hurts compared to Carson, the the amount of comfort, the amount of poise, just how just how just full-on serious and just cool, calm, and collected Jalen Hurts is, is a complete polar opposite to where Carson Wentz was as far as this year goes. And it, it just – it reminds me, and I I don't think that they're very they're not similar players at all, but the way that he carries himself, Jalen Hurts, the way that he carries himself reminds me of Nick Foles. Nick Foles never showed on his face some sort of concern. He never showed so like he he showed emotion, but he wasn't freaking out. He didn't look like he was out of breath. He didn't look like he didn't know what was happening. He was making his he was going through his progressions, making the right reads and making the throws that he needed to, making the plays that he needed to. And Jalen Hurts, he's the same except he's smaller. He's tougher to bring down, in my opinion, because he can move and he can move. Like that's the thing. And Carson, again, no knock on Carson because he is a good quarterback, and there are there is a lot of potential for him. But he's pressing. He's been pressing so much and. If I saw Carson against the Saints, he would have thrown, in my opinion, three picks. Against the Cardinals, he would have fumbled four times. He really would have. And you're going now, you're going into two and a half games now where you've played Jalen Hurts as your starting quarterback. Again, I've been saying it the past week and a half. I don't know how you go back to Carson Wentz. That's number one. And number two, I don't know why you'd want to right now. In the in the heat of the moment right now. You shouldn't want to go back to Carson Wentz. You should be wanting to keep what's working, working, and that means let Jalen Hurts go back to work as the starting quarterback. And I'm not watching the press conference, so I don't know uh, what's been said in their press conferences or anything like that. If Doug is praising um, Jalen Hurts a lot or if he's just, you know, I, I don't know. It's just the way this game went out, the way the things happened today, I'm not even mad that we lost today. I'm really not, and I'm I'm, I'm scrolling through Twitter, uh, Twitter right now. I I'm just gonna be reading off of a couple of guys that I follow. A lot of good things are being said about uh, Jalen Hurts. Let's go through it. Here's what Car- uh, Doug Peterson said on Jalen Hurts. He said that Jalen Hurts played really well. He had great poise out there, great leadership, mentally and physically tough. He made some great throws. 
He's a motivated athlete. He's driven, great leadership ability. He plays tough and mentally. You saw how well he can throw from the pocket and from outside of the pocket. Very true. Michael Barkan says, Peterson said, felt if we had stuck to their to our game plan, we could get it back into the game. Block, punt, safety, self-inflicted things in the first quarter that set us back. Got to get that corrected and climbed out of it. That's very true. I, I haven't even mentioned that block punt. That block punt was so bad. Like half of the people that were coming in to block the punt weren't even blocked. Like they know, like it looked like nobody at all made an effort to to block that punt. It was bad. It was just really bad. Doug Pearson says Jalen Hurts had great poison leadership. Um, I I just it's gonna be really interesting. Like really interesting to see where things go from here. And here you go. Doug Peterson won't confirm who will start at quarterback versus Dallas. But we all know that Jalen Hurts is going to. It's the same thing as last week. After the Saints game, we knew what was going to happen here. Um, I just... Dan Orlovsky, the the Carson Wentz stand. I don't see how Wentz ever takes a snap for the Eagles again. Still unquestionably believe in his talent, but he has to go elsewhere. And there you go. I 100% agree with this. And we talked about it earlier today because Carson Wentz said it, and he said that he doesn't want to stay in Philadelphia as a backup, which means we're most likely going to have to trade him. But where? Where are we going to trade him? The Jets beat the Rams. So at this point right now, who's going to get the number one pick, the Jets or the Jags? And who are they going to go for? Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, maybe not a quarterback at all. We don't know what's going to happen in the draft. We don't know who's going to be there. We don't know what's going to happen moving forward. So I don't know. What's going to happen? And Brian Westbrook is questioning why the hell will Doug Peterson not confirm who starts against the Cowboys? Because it's kind of a clear, it's obvious, you know, it's obvious. There's nothing wrong with committing to the person that's playing better, that's working better, you know? And I will, I will point this out too. This is kind of a random like tidbit, but because they're in the same, they're in the same uh, coaching tree family. Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson stem from uh, Andy Reid. Matt Nagy, when play calling this year, the rush game, the running game was garbage. And in the past, like, three, four weeks since he's given up play calling, uh, Montgomery, the running back for the Bears, has had three 100-plus uh, yard games rushing. the And it's ridiculous. And that's what makes me think, that, and again, I'm getting people questioning me saying that I don't think Doug has to go. I don't think he has to go. I think he needs to go as far as play calling. Get him an offensive coordinator that he can work together with on the game plan uh, for your offense, and you're good. And you're good. Let them call the game and work with both him and your quarterback and your offense. You know, that's how it should be. And that's how I think things should go in 2021 after this season is over. I, I believe that that's the best thing to do. And hopefully, Hopefully things will get better moving forward. Um, but I think we 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 truly we know who's going to be the starting uh, starter uh, starter moving forward. We know who's going to be the quarterback moving forward. And it feel I feel bad about Carson Wentz and the way things fell out this year. It, it's 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 unfortunate. And of course, I think that if we hadn't have drafted Jalen Hurts, that um that maybe this wouldn't be happening. You know, maybe we wouldn't be questioning Carson as the starter. Maybe Carson would still be the starter right now. Maybe he'd still be playing despite struggling, you know, but 
this benching of Carson should have happened way sooner than against Green Bay two weeks ago, 100%. You throw in Jalen Hurts into a couple of games before that, before like the Browns and the Giants, those two games we should have won before we got on the road trip to Green Bay. It's like we could have won those games. Even with wins, we could have, we could have and should have. Imagine if Hurts was in there with the way he's been playing right now in the first two and a half games of his career. And I don't give a damn if there are, is if there isn't enough film. You could go back to see what he does best in college. And what he does best in college is what we're doing right now in Philly. Adding on to that because he's learning new things as a quarterback. So you know what the Eagles do. You know how, what Jalen Hurts does. Like You can't use that excuse that, oh, there's not enough film on Jalen Hurts yet. Like, of course not. He just started. He just started, and this is who he's going to be. And even when there's film, like, you, what, what, how can you use that argument against somebody like Patrick Mahomes or, or Drew Brees? Years of film on those guys, right? Yet you still can't stop them half the time. Yet you still can't beat them half the time. Why? It's not because you don't have enough film. It's because you're not good enough to stop them. And if that player has that type of, of ability to, to improvise and make things happen, even though you know or have an idea of what's going to happen, then, I mean, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter whether you have film or not. You know, like, you have film on Carson, but you don't have – you don't, you didn't think that Carson would play as bad as he was, right? Carson Wentz never played as poorly as he did this year until this year. And he didn't need film to understand what he can do, and he wasn't doing that. Jalen Hurts, you know what he he can do. He can throw. He can run. He's more comfortable running. He knows if he ha- if he, if there's a lane, he's going to take it. But if there's a, there's a chance for somebody down the field, he's going to take that too, just like any other quarterback should be able to do those things. He looks so much more comfortable the past couple of weeks of play than Carson had looked throughout the entirety of the season. 2017 Carson Wentz was so comfortable. He never looked concerned. He never looked confused. He never looked out of sort. He looked poised and ready to go. That's how Jalen Hurts looks right now. Carson Wentz 2020, complete shell of himself. Not good whatsoever. I love today seeing Jalen Hurts taking those shots down the field towards, uh, of all people, Alshon Jeffrey, giving him chances, which he did make a couple of those catches, and he forced a couple pass interferences. I mean, those are things that Carson Wentz never did when Jeffrey came back or when any of these guys were here to begin with regardless. It's like, you got to give your players chances. You can't hold on to the ball because you're gun shy because you turn the ball over. You're thinking in the back of your head, which takes that clock in the back of your head that the that NFL experts always tell you to have to know when to get rid of the football, when it's too late to get rid or too early to get. Like You need to know when a play is dead. You need to know the limitations of a play. You need to take what the defense gives you. And if we're on the topic of just Carson versus Jalen Hurts, that's the difference right there. That's the difference between Carson and a lot of other players. Aaron Rodgers on Thursday hit 40 touchdowns for the third time in his career, and he is the first quarterback to do that three times in his career in three different seasons. That's that's on a whole nother level. I cannot put Carson Wentz in that category with Aaron Rodgers. Two years ago, three years ago, maybe. Right now, hell no. Jalen Hurts, he's not there yet, obviously. He's a rookie, still figuring himself out, still learning, still getting better. And not every rookie was Patrick Mahomes. Not every rookie looked as good 
as those guys, as again, Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes. Okay. He was put into a system that was already loaded from the bottom, bottom all the way to the top. Just all, all the way. The offense was ready to go immediately. Carson Wentz, yeah, he never had the greatest weapons, but you've seen him do things with less. Uh, you've seen him do more things with less, and they, those have won you games and gotten you into the playoffs. You've seen Nick Foles do the very same the year before in 2018. So why couldn't he do it this year? Why is Jalen Hurts having so much more success this year than Carson Wentz was having? Again, to, 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 to the people who are you know really putting the blame more towards everybody else than Carson you really need to put that into consider you have to take that into consideration you need to understand that yes it play calling is bad Howie Roseman's management with draft picks and trades and contracts yeah it's been bad he's been bad at knowing who to get and who not to get at value at putting some value into a certain position like actually looking into linebackers or getting the best wide receiver possible. We get that. But you cannot put that, you cannot take that and just gloss and push to the side the fact that Carson Wentz has done this before where he's played good with good talent. He's played really good with really good talent. He's played pretty good with mediocre and with guys that you don't know too much about, like Greg Ward in 2019, guys like Travis Fulgham, these new young guys, Quez Watkins, John Hightower, you name them. hes We've seen him before play at a level with these guys that nobody else is probably able to. Why couldn't he do that this year? Why couldn't he be consistent with it? And that's another thing is consistency. Jalen Hurts has been consistent. Two and a half games, he only has one turn, two turnovers. Carson Wentz in two and a half games would have like 10 already. Actually, he already did, he did that this year. He had four turnovers against the Sorry Cowboys at their lowest point when we when we beat them a couple of weeks ago last in November. That's that's why we're in this situation right now. That's why the controversy is brewing. And now you watch this game against the Cardinals, a team that is fighting for a playoff spot in a really heavily competitive division, heavily competitive conference. And Jalen Hurts is going toe-to-toe with Kyler Murray, who has D-Hop and other superstars. Jalen Hurts has the guys that Carson Wentz left with him. And and Jalen Hurts is doing almost as good as Kyler was with D-Hop, going against the Cardinals defense with Buda Baker and Hassan Reddick, Had Knights native. Like, bruh. You all wonder why I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. Please. Please, man. There's no reason why we shouldn't go with Jalen Hurts moving forward. The only issue now is how do we get Carson Wentz out of the locker room? Because trading him is going to be a doozy. You can't cut him because that's going to be a $60 million hit in dead money towards the cap. So how do you get rid of him? And even when you trade him, you're going to be around $30 million in a cap hit. So who's going to take him? How are we going to do this? That's an answer. That's a question that's got to be answered in in the offseason. Because you, you're hearing it now, and I'll go back to Twitter right now. Let's go back and look at it. Jalen Hurts. Oh, look at this stat. Jalen Hurts is the ninth quarterback in NFL history with at least four touchdowns and no interceptions in his first two starts. Wow. That's amazing. 
Jalen Hurts has it. The Carson Wentz era is over. That's John Johnson, WIP. Jalen Hurts is a stud, and I don't see how you take the ball out of his hands. Jalen Hurts is a baller. F your feelings. It's fly, goes fly all day, and this man gives us a shot at winning. The Eagles averaging 25 points per game with Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback. <laughs> what could have been? The thing that stands out to me here, actually this is this is in response to Ruben Frank's stat about Jalen Hurts. So the thing that stands out to me here is that he hasn't really put the ball in harm's way through the air. Maybe a pass or two, but that's it. In quotes, I don't want to hear anything of the young player stuff. Second career start. I don't want to hear it. We just didn't get it done. That's a quote from Jalen Hurts in their game today. And speaking of more quotes, I look back on this game. I look look at it as simply not be, uh, being enough. Left money on the table. I could care less to hear young stuff, second start stuff, rookie stuff. I have a standard I want to play to. It's definitely a learning experience. This right here, this is accountability. Despite playing at a level that Carson Wentz hasn't played at, this is him saying, I could have been better today. We didn't win, and that's not okay. That is a leadership quote right there. That That is the sign of a leader. Carson Wentz would say the same old, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we just, just got to look back at the tape. Uh, you know, we just didn't, we just didn't, you know, get things done. Uh, Done. We got to clean up a couple of things. I mean, I know I got to be better, and I will be better, and I have to be better. Turnovers are a thing that we got to keep looking at. Um, but uh, we're excited. Uh, we got another opportunity uh, at uh, at Dallas, uh, and uh, we uh, we're gonna try and fix things. Like that's Carson Wentz, week in and week out, every single pre uh, post game press conference, every single time. Jalen Hurts, he'll say, you know, uh, you know, you stutter a little bit. You know, say um a couple of times, but you listen to his answer. You listen to him go into depth on how he felt he played. He feels he could have been better. He's saying he could have been better, despite how great he was for the situation that he's been thrown in the past two and a half weeks. That's a leadership quality right there. That's something that I can get behind. Seamus, Seamus Clancy, Hertz has it in all caps. And... <laughs> Emmanuel Acho. I won't say that Carson Wentz was exclusively the problem, but it appears Jalen Hurts is the solution. There you are. You have it. Emmanuel Acho, somebody on his show, on his show constantly, constantly talking about how Carson Wentz shouldn't be traded, he shouldn't be benched, that he's not the sole problem. Just came out today and said it, that Jalen Hurts is the solution. That he was wrong. He won't say that he, Carson Wentz is the total problem because he's not. But Jalen Hurts is the solution to that problem, to that Carson Wentz problem, to that quarterback problem. I just got a notification, a comment, bye-bye Wentz. It, it's, it's looking more and more like it's going to happen. And I just, it, it's really shocking to me. It's unbelievable to me. But it's the truth at this point. At this point in time, 
and ESPN posted two young stars in the making with Jalen Hurts and Kai Kyler Murray. Two Oklahoma Sooners. Man. Two whole games. Wentz started 3-0. Hurts 1-1. Not so good. That was a comment that somebody posted. And I just... (laughs) Oh, man. I love it. I love it. That's somebody trying to defend Carson Wentz right there. Jalen Hurts says that I hate losing more than I love to win. That's it's true. And the thing that I'll end it off here, because that was my phone. That was a loud drop. But the thing I'll end it off here, since we're getting closer to my 30-minute limit here, Jalen Hurts is nothing to be ashamed of. What a great game for him. That was Eagles Brawl. Shout out to him on YouTube. And he was very, very right in saying that. I mean, It doesn't matter to me the record right now because this is a situation that's much different than Carson starting in 2016 as a rookie. And we're not even comparing rookie Carson Wentz versus rookie Jalen Hurts right now. Very different situations. Very different players. Very different time period. Very different era. That was the beginning of the Peterson era where we were trying to clean up the mess that Chip Kelly left on our doorsteps. Jalen Hurts came in today balled out last week did what he had to do in order to beat the at the time the best team in the nfc and now one of the best one of the better teams you can't be you cannot say that you're not impressed with the way that hurts has played today last week against the packers and if you're really going to try and argue against jalen hurts i'm sorry man but i gotta disagree with you i really do and a lot of people are going to feel the same way well that's going to wrap it up for me and this little episode of the Sacred Eagle podcast. More of a rant than it was breaking down the game. But, hey, Jalen Hurts is my QB. And we'll talk more about that on YouTube. Find me at Sacred Eagle, and I'll see you all later. Have a good night, y'all. Peace out.